Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where the Ent Wives are still missing, but at least the Ent Bros have each other. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Seriously, how do you lose a giant tree wife? Huh? Am I right? <laughs> uh, do you, you have can, anything else funny to say? Baby, come back. You can blame it all on the trees. On trees? Know. On the trees. Trees. On the trees. On the trees. I feel like that's a rough joke because I'm Heath. if somebody misses it, they miss it. I'm Heath. And then it's just like, what was the joke? I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> You can blame it. Oh, let's get to the on news. On trees. On the trees. Let's get to the news. Straight to the news. Where are the NYs? We don't know. Uh, Captain America has a new shield mm-hmm. in Infinity War. Have you seen this? No, I've only seen where they say, get that yeah. man a okay. shield. Yes, so it ties in with that. So there was I always a, avoid watching the next trailer. Yeah, this I just want to see the one. This is a toy leak, so it's actually not in a trailer yet. Oh. So a toy leak... These things called Marvel Legends. They're pretty cool toys. Mm-hmm. A toy leaked, and he has this really cool new shield. And p- some people love it. I've, you know, uh, everybody always hates something. Everybody yeah. loves. Somebody wakes up and goes, "What will I hate today?" You what? Know, yeah. Old curmudgeon. Are they changing things. No, no, they gotta stop. They need to dress like blah blah blah. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so it looks pretty cool, and it's supposed to be invented by Black Panther's sister Shuri, mm-hmm. who's if you've seen the Black Panther trailer, she's the one with the giant like jaguar blasters on her hands or whatever well oh, we're gonna have to watch it afterwards okay anyways she, uh she's supposed to be smarter than tony stark somebody has to be because they've got some pretty sweet suits yeah made out of some pretty complicated well, she, material i'm pretty sure she's the inventor like she does all that stuff. wow and the way it works is like it's like vibranium microbots yeah. so when the suit just materializes on them it's like microbot technology We've seen... We've My kinda, mind is blown. Yeah. So we've kind of seen that before with Tony, like how he pieces his armor together and stuff. This is like a whole new amazing thing. Right. Anyways, microbots. Uh, so she, we think she creates the new shield form. It would make sense because he says, get that man a shield. And Shuri's like, got it. Yeah. I got already you, made bro. this one. Yeah, made this one. This one's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't look like a round shield. I would assume still vibranium. It looks like kind of like a... Um, Man, it looks so weird. It looks like this black, like pointy, like an old medieval shield. Yeah, like a knight's yeah. Ooh, shield. Yeah, it looks really cool. Anyways, huh. go check it out if you want to see it. How is he going to throw it then? He Apparently, so I keep saying apparently. Apparently, uh, <laughs> he has like, so just like the vibranium technology covers their bodies in, in the outfit, uh-huh. it, it materializes on his arm via a gauntlet. This I know is, you just made fun of people that don't like the shield, but yeah. I don't think I like this shield. Oh, no! Well, this is not too far from the comics. In the comics, uh, Tony makes him one that's a hologram shield, oh. and it like is a, you know, it like comes like, together. So that's, We'll see. We right, I'm sure it'll be great. Look at you. It'll be awesome. Now you're just bashing on it. It'll be great. Uh, here's some news. I've started reading Ready, Ready Player One. You have. I have. Okay. Uh, Josh Ford, who is a buddy of ours, and he's in the Reform Pub, other groups and whatnot. He's admin. Mm-hmm. He suggested that I should read it, so I went right to the store that minute. Right, because I Josh Ford work. said. I said, everybody, I said, stop what you're doing. I have to go to the store. Right. So I rushed to the store. I bought it, and I've read a couple chapters. I'm about 10 chapters in. Okay. And I want to give you my initial thoughts. A couple means two. Yeah, I want to give you my initial thoughts. Okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. This is news. So I don't know if you want anybody else want to hear that, but it's good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting movie. You said after you're done with it, you would let me borrow it. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you borrow it. That'd yeah, be great. pretty good. <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, it's good. I'm interested to finish reading it. It's, uh, it's great. Black Panther, early sales. So we're going to keep going on the Black Panther train because guess what? Next episode. Next episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking all BP. Which now which, we could probably say 
We're yeah. going to okay. take a week so off. We're going to take a week off because this is kind of what we're going to start doing with big movies where people don't want spoilers. Some people are busy, right? Not like Jeremy and I. We have nothing but time in our hands. It's so we just go see movies. You know, the opposite of <laughs> the why opposite we're of what I just doing said. it. Uh, so we're, we're going to go see the movie and then we're super busy. Uh, and then we're going to give you a week to go see it. Right. So you have no excuse. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which everyone does because yep. they're sitting on the edge of their seat, yep. then we're going to see you in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. But, but. there's a whole back catalog. If yeah. you are desperate to listen to the Nerd go Gospel back. every Monday Take a evening off. or Tuesday morning. Do yourself a favor. Go listen to some old episodes. Go they're gold, old episode. Jerry. They're gold, Jerry. Gold, Jerry. Uh, let's go back. Black Panther early sales are tracking to make around 150 million big ones. Mm-hmm. 150 smackaroos, uh, harambes, 150 million harambes on opening weekend. And that's good. Yeah, this is good. It would okay. tie or beat Deadpool for the biggest February box office opening, I believe. I think I'm 100% on that. So not the biggest opening, wrote, but the biggest down. February opening. Yeah, biggest February opening. Okay. I th- man, I, I, I can't believe, I don't know what that holds like what holds that title mm-hmm. of the best opening. I it's, it's amazing. If you go to like box office, I think it's box office mojo. Right. You can see all the top films and what it's got to be something recent because Titanic oddly enough is still on the top 10, I think, which seems crazy to me. People loved, well, man, they must've had a hype train going. For I that. know. I don't remember like, that, but my word Titanic, that was the big one. Yeah. Uh, but it crashed in the ship did not the movie. Right. Movie, the movie did great. Did fine. Ship. Yeah. Not un- so much. The movie was unsinkable. The movie was <laughs> Yeah, you could not freeze the box office. I don't know. I couldn't think that was the worst I could. Jack. Uh, speaking of BP, I have that written there. Black speaking Panther. of BP, Black mm-hmm. Panther, not the, not oil, the company. oil company. Yep. We could be talking about them. Who knows? We'll see. Apparently, DC fans have started a campaign. This is nasty. To actively try to ruin the score on Rotten Tomatoes and also to post as many spoilers as possible. I have a question. Yeah. DC fans aren't comic book fans? Like, they're exclusively DC fans? They, they're bo- they say they're both. They well, like the characters. Why are they trying to because they're, kill Marvel? There's a stupid thing between Marvel and DC films. I don't know why we have to be like this. Because no. the funny thing is Marvel, anytime they ask a director, they're like, what do you think about the rivalry? The directors go, ah, we don't care. Yeah, what do you mean? They're like, what do you mean? Like, they have no, they could care less. I'm they couldn't a comic care book less. Movie. Ah, hey, you got it. Jeremy's been getting on to me about saying care <laughs> less because I could care a little bit less, but I couldn't care less. That's the proper way of saying it. <laughs> I will, uh, so I'm not going like to say DC, it ever again, but I should, do make a We need a to make commercial where you go walk in and you go, hi, I'm a DC. <laughs> and I go, hi, I'm a Marvel. <laughs> and uh, then I just punch you in the face. Yeah, and then you just punch me right in the face. <laughs> so that's not cool. If you're a DC fan, just lay off. Just go enjoy your movies. Let other people, like, and like them all. We like them all. And you're going to Marvel movies anyway. They're yeah, good movies. You're going to go see it. Like, Jeez. stop being a baby. And Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. And maybe if, if they're posting spoilers, maybe don't look at Rotten Tomatoes before you Yeah, go. what? Come on. Uh, Nintendo announces another, another Super Mario film. And by another, I mean the one, there was a first one that some people may have seen back in, I think, the early 90s. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, it was really bad. Yes, sir. John Logazamo's in it. It's mm-hmm. got a cult following because it's really bonkers. Because, yeah, it's I really think, dumb. Uh, who's the bad guy? Who plays Koopa? I think Gene Hackman or something? <laughs> I feel like it is. Ah, I could have made that. Who is Gene Hackman? Did I just pull that name out of my brain? No, that's a real person. Is he a human? Yeah. Hackman. <laughs> That's a funny name. That's his name. That's like Rip Torn. I always think about that. Like, what happens when <laughs> I can't? I had a joke real quick. Like, what happens when Rip Torn tears his sh- shirt? Rip, rip, he's he's Rip, rip Torn. torn. <laughs> Gene it's, Hackman, you're a hack man. Wow. Uh, anyways, this is super, weird. The first Super Mario was not that great. They're gonna try again. They're gonna go for it. Now, what I want, I want a Nintendo verse. 
Okay. We're all about universes. <laughs> I want a Nintendoverse. I need a Zelda movie. Mm-hmm. I need a Mario and Luigi brother buddy funny funny like detective comedy. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. I need Donkey Kong. I need Metroid. I need etc. All right. Mm-hmm. And then you put them all together and one big movie where they have to fight Bowser and all the other enemies tagged together. You like this? They had that. It was called Wreck It Ralph. Million dollars. But they didn't pay for any of the rights, so oh, they used other characters. So that's what I want. I want Wreck It Ralph with all the real characters. With the real characters. <laughs> yeah. There's a Wreck It Ralph 2 coming up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, whatever. Monopoly <laughs> Cheaters Edition coming out this year. It encourages cheating and to avoid getting caught. Is what? this Yeah. It's a Cheaters Edition. Like what? Like moving your piece? No, no, no. It's like it's got cards in it, like wants you to cheat. So if you cheat and you get away with it, mm-hmm. like stealing from the bank or doing stuff like that, if you get away with it, you get like incentives. Wow. Yeah. So it, it actually rewards cheating. But Monopoly is, is all need. about business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, and and you are you saying Wall Street's not crooked as the day is long? I'm saying I don't think we should teach kids that that's how business is supposed to go. Here we go. Well, I actually wrote down. I said, is this exactly what we need to teach children? To cheat. I wrote that. And then I said, the answer is a resounding yes. So apparently what I wrote is conflicting. <laughs> so you you think we you should che- teach do you kids che- to Are you cheat? a cheater in board games? No. I am, don't. I'm a big rule follower yeah, when I it do comes to games. Rules. Well, here's, my, here's my extent of cheating. Mm-hmm. It's not really cheating. It's mm-hmm. just misleading. I'll take, like if I get doing really well in Monopoly, I'll hide like $100 under my leg. <laughs> and like I'll keep hiding $100 bills on my leg. So then people, don't, they're like, oh, don't pick on Heath. He's been having trouble this whole Whoa. game. They have no clue what I'm doing because they can't remember. Yeah. Then at the very end that we're counting up the money and the property and I go, where did all this come from? <laughs> and I'm flushed with cash. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm sniffing it and I'm making it rain in there. And people are like, what? That sounds crazy. It's not cheating. No. It's just clever. Yeah. Cheating ruins games yeah. because the games are only fun yeah, within the context gimmick. of the rules. This is dumb. It's a gimmick. We don't need to cheat, teach children to cheat. I, th- I hate, they already I know. hate every bit of this. They know, they know how, how to cheat. cheat. The, the dumbest thing about this is the board comes with an attached plastic handcuff for those who get caught. Oh, brother. So you actually hook your kid in. So now you're locking your children up. Right. So you're teaching about the child protective system. services. Yeah, child protective services. Are coming. But all it takes is like my, you know, I lock my little three-year-old son up. Okay, I'm locking him to the board. Guess what he's going to do? He's Pull yanking the board. the board. Right. There goes the whole game. He's already going to flip the board in anger. It's when almost he's like nobody at Monopoly even thought this through. It's terrible. It's a terrible idea. Uh, the board game comes. Yeah, I already read that. Main event. We're done. Done with the news. We're getting through it. We're just flew through it. It was like it, was like it never happened. <laughs> that was how fast it was. Uh, man, What's our main was, event, Heath? You, wanna, you ready for the main event? I would like to know what it is. Sam Wise. The Brave. From The Hobbit? From The Hobbit. We're talking about friendship. He's not from The Hobbit. From, the, ho- from the Hobbit films, That's a trick sister? question. You failed. Oh, no. I just went along with it. Uh, <laughs> Samwise The Brave from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And we're going to talk about friendship and all that entails. Are mm. you ready for this, Jeremy? I'm ready. Believe it or not, Jeremy and I were not friends before this podcast. And if this podcast ended, we would cease to be friends. This is the only thing holding us together. Would you say that's true? Uh, no. Oh, Are wow. you trying so to entrap me? page. <laughs> Uh, we were friends before this podcast, so this is just a cherry on the yeah. cake. I don't know how you uh, would do a podcast with somebody you weren't friendly with. Yeah, that'd be, that we're would gonna, be awkward. We're going to get it. Now, my real answer to your question is, I don't think we're friends now. Oh. Because I don't think Americans even know how to have right. friends. There it is. Let's get into it. Let's figure it out. So let's read. Here's Proverbs 17, 17. It says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Now, I always, I'm a little confused by that. Mm-hmm. Because a brother, like... I never had a brother, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, was your you and your brother? Did you guys have adversity? I have two brothers. Oh, here we go. Uh, and yes, lots of adversity. Lots of adversity. Yeah, it, now, that if, is 
my sister as well. But yeah. I don't think that's what this means. I do means. have a sister. Oh, what does it mean? Do you know? I have no clue. So if you have uh, an idea what Proverbs seventeen seventeen means. I think this, uh, this fits into Samwise pretty well. It says, a brother is born for adversity, meaning like a brother is going to be a help to you in adversity. Oh, okay. So a brother is born to be alongside you in trouble. It's not a... a a brother is born to fight with you. Yeah, that's and, how I'm reading. And they mean a friend. Like this is somebody that's going to be alongside you in yeah. the uh, the demon slaying that you're oh, going to have yeah. to do in life. Yeah, that's awesome. Balrog mm-hmm. slaying. Exactly. Well, they don't do it, but no. Oh, now I got sad because I'm drunk. Gandalf, right. fly you fools. Uh, Sam blurs the line between servant and friend. Is that what a friend really is? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think a real friend is going to be actively looking for ways to serve you. And the way you know if you have a friendship, meaning a shared friend, yeah. is this it's a mutual submission. Like there's this real I'm going to serve you whether you serve me or not. Yeah. And the other person has the same perspective. And it's it's that whether you serve me or not part that that's a real friend. Yeah. Well, I, my, my friend Nick and I, we, when we were in college together, that we had this joke because we would go to the library together, we'd be hanging out, and there were these two Swedish guys on campus, and they were just like, uh, they were just really good looking guys, these two Swedish guys, right? <laughs> but let, you just track with what I'm going with this, okay? This okay, makes sense. I'm ready. But they're best friends. Yeah. And we knew, we, like, they had these beautiful girlfriends, just these really good looking Swedish guys who had beautiful girlfriends, and they would do the weirdest stuff together. They would like cut each other's food. Say and what they now? would like, they would like, it would, they would study together. It was so bizarre. I, I'm just saying this, I'm putting this forward just because it freaked me out. Yeah. And if they're listening, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> they cut each other's food? They cut each other's food. Uh, and I used to think, man, that's such a weird thing to do as friends. Can I? Yeah. Can I tell a story? Yeah, tell a story. So don't cut each I, other's food. I don't think there's any chance that the people involved in this story <laughs> okay. would hear this. But there was this guy All right. uh, that, that worked where I worked for a little while. Was he Swedish? Uh, no, he was okay. Americano. All right, very good. And uh, he's, on the, he's on a delivery truck with a, with a guy that's training him. So they're out in a truck side by side. This mm-hmm. is a delivery truck. And the guy, the driver that's training, he's eating something. I guess the passenger is uncomfortable. Yeah. So he says, uh, do you want me to... And he motions like he's going to hold the food. And he's like, oh, you want some? He's like, no, I was just going to help you. So he means I'm going to feed you <laughs> while you're driving. And it was like chips or something where he'd have to like take one at a time. Oh, you want me man. to feed you while you drive? Because you don't. Yeah. Well, these sweet. Maybe he was one of the sweet people guys. are weird. Dude. People are weird. <laughs> anyway, so there's a there's a friendship that you can take too far. And and being a Swedish guy, maybe in Swedish, Sweden, Swedish, maybe in Sweden. Maybe you cut each other's maybe food. Maybe you cut each other's food. I don't think so, dude. What a beautiful thing. It's uh, not, start it's doing weird. that. <laughs> so um i've lost track of what yeah. we're talking Where, about what are we who are we, who are we again uh do we even have real friendship anymore that's a good question i think women get this way better than men get this do you yeah. agree with that um like i guess maybe goes. i don't interact with women so i don't know yeah who what are women <laughs> uh like i think women get this really well i think women have really close friends and friendships yeah. and they talk to each other and they call each other and they stay, you know, stay in touch with each other and they hang out all the time. Yeah. Men, it's like, like I, I really like to talk to my guy friends on the phone mm-hmm. and I'll call them and be like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, what, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey, just seeing how you're doing. And you know, five minutes pass and they're like, all right, bye. And yeah. that's it. And I want to sit, I'm like, I was ready for 30 minutes. I had a good 30 <laughs> minutes to give you of my time. Uh, yeah. But, but women can do that. They can chat. 
I do think that we don't know, uh, especially as American modern men, yeah. that we don't understand how to how to be friends with another man. Yeah. Uh, we think that it's this uh, consumer relationship where we're willing to be the retailer, but we're just like, uh, okay, what do you need? What do you? How can I help? Yeah. And it's kind of like they've walked into our store where we sell nice things yeah. that they can get from us, and it's free. So it's a free store, but we're yeah. just there to serve them with, uh, all right, you tell me what you need and I'll move the couch. And you never get too close. Like, so if your friend goes, hey, would you cut my food for me? And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are we, Swedish? We're not friends. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, but, but that's true. Like the guy comes in, he's like, hey, um, you know, when guys come to each other, they're like, hey, we need to talk, you know, and trying to get like serious or like, man, I'm having trouble here. Some guys are like really uncomfortable with that. Mm. And that's, that's like, but women like gush. Yeah. Like, let's just go into it. Well, right? even if you're not uncomfortable, if it's just uh it's still transactional. It's still, uh, yeah. okay, so it sounds like you're having a really rough time. Um, I'll be praying for you. And if there's something I can do, let me know. It's that, uh, yeah. it's never, I, I can't say never. I don't have experiences where it's, uh, let me grieve alongside you. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that because the men around me don't do that. I'm saying because I'm not receptive to it. Uh, yeah. All of my male relationships, I, I am distant. And I, I wish I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's some of that is my actual heart. Uh, some of that is my culture. Um, and I, I have no idea how to get yeah, past I, that. I think part of the problem in the, in American culture, especially is we, we have this really odd idea of what it means to be a man. Um, and, so I, and I apologize if you're a woman listening to this, but I think there's something here for all of us. So, uh, but I think we have this weird idea of what it means to be a man. We te- we teach our kids to be like, you know, our boys, like our sons, we go to be a man. It means you have to be tough and you don't cry and you're gruff and you play sports and you, this is a lot of guys, hmm. you know, like you, you better shake somebody's hand firm. Like that's a man thing. Right. And I'm going to teach my son to, to really, I don't could care less about any of that stuff. I want him to love the Lord. Mm-hmm. I want him to to open the door for women. I'm going to teach him to be chivalrous, but yes. I could care less if he likes sports. I could care less. I don't, I don't care. I couldn't care less. <laughs> you saw, See? It. You oh, saw it in my eyes. I saw your eyes. <laughs> um, I couldn't care less if he shakes a hand tough. Right? I'll teach him that. You t- <laughs> See, see, but you've got it. That's been built into you from the cult. And there's nothing wrong with that. But But if you stop there and you go, son, to be a man, you just got to do this and provide, blah, blah, blah. There's so much more oh, man. So to much. being a man than that. And it, it is service. Yeah. Like a man serves. A man serves self-sacrificingly. Yeah. Self-sacrificially is the right word. Yeah. A, I, a man puts everything about him to the side to serve others. Yeah. That's what a man does. Yeah. So going back to friendship, I think I think sometimes we posture and we come together as men and we're just, we, we just expect us to grunt at each other and hmm. to sit there and be alphas together hmm. and we have to fight on who has the most stuff, whatever. Right. So, but we're about to look at Samwise and Frodo and they don't do that. No, nope. at all. No, nope. it's 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 almost a um, it's almost a feminine type relationship they have with each other, and I say that in a very positive way. Right, and I I feel like we miss that as men when we put up these guards. Like I tell my guy friends after you know I get off the phone with my buddy Josh and I go, "Hey, I love you." He said, I "Love you too, buddy." Yeah, and we tell each other we love each other because I do love him. Right, and well, I love why my, would you keep that? To yeah, yourself? why would I keep that to himself? <laughs> he needs to hear that sometimes. Like, hey, I love you. Right. Um, but guys will be like, what, what, what are you, a gay, blah, blah, you know? And we yeah. throw that, this stupid posturing around. Um, but we need to love each other. Yeah. We're well, brothers. One of our youth kids, uh, accidentally texted me when he meant to text his mom. Yeah. And the last thing he sent was, uh, I love you. And I was sitting next to him because he had texted yeah. me last. So I showed him my phone. I was like, thanks buddy. And he was so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, you know, I'm not saying like he may not feel like he should say he loves me outside of our culture, but yeah. uh, 
it's funny to see like that's so embarrassing. Like, oh my gosh, I said I love you. Yeah, that's why we invented the bro hug. Because that's right. A, because a full hug was that's not way no, no, no. too personal. You gotta do the shoulders. You gotta do the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hug. Uh, so Tolkien admits when he was writing Sam and writing um, about the Lord of the Rings and whatnot, he was thinking of these these guys called the Batman, which is so appropriate for our podcast. Yeah, Batman, Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Batman of World War One when he wrote the Frodo Sam duo. So here's a quote from Tolkien. It says, "My Sam Gamgee." is indeed a reflection of the English soldier of the privates and Batman I knew in the 1914 war and recognized as so far superior to myself. So Tolkien yeah. was in the war, right? Yeah, and these, uh, I, I kind of looked into this because uh, I didn't understand what a Batman was. Yeah. Um, but these are like, if you, I don't know, if you watch Downton Abbey, like the, which I don't, which I'm you should, it's awesome. <laughs> it's one of the best shows in existence. Anyway, uh, but these guys are, they're basically servants to the officers out in the field. And they, this is not officers somewhere cushy where they're not having to fight. These are officers in the trenches, uh, but they have these, these servants with them. So some of it's like messenger stuff, uh, but some of it is setting out their uniform and, and it, like cleaning them up and stuff. Yeah, there's actual I, service to it. When I looked up, up like I didn't know a clue what it was mm-hmm. either, and I looked up, there's not a lot of information. Right. Uh, but the closest thing I understood to, to understanding is it's sort of like a squire. Yeah. Like a knight. Like they, you know, they can do everything from being your butler to like shining your shoes to being out in battle with you. Yeah. Was a Batman. And some of these Batman are, you know, bad butts. I don't know how to say that different. Yeah. Like they're not weaklings because they're in service. Yeah. Uh, these guys are warriors too. Um, that was I, such a Christian thing. <laughs> sorry. Uh, they're bad behinds. <laughs> they're bad tushies. I don't know what our, I don't know how young our youngest listener bad is. Bad beep. <laughs> yeah. You know what we said. We're bad Christians. Oh, well. right. Anyway, um, but these these guys are, uh, you know, they're they're out there, but they're also in the service role, which is yeah. how we see Sam throughout the entire he's journey. Cooking, he's taking care of the stuff. Yeah, right. And it's this constant, um, like he loves Mister Frodo, as yeah. he calls him. Yeah. Uh, but he loves him in the super respectful, like I'm subservient role, which is kind of weird when they're yeah, you never climbing get, Mount Doom. You never get this idea that they're equals, almost. Like, never. Sam always... Like, Frodo treats him as equal. Sometimes. Sometimes, but but it almost gives this idea, like, even, I guess, from the movies, from the acting, because you see it portrayed. Uh-huh. You get this idea that Frodo's almost like, like, come on, Sam, like, stop treating me like that. Like, come on, you know. Oh, yeah. And it comes yeah. off like that in the film, sure. at least. Um, but Sam doesn't mind. He likes to... That's all he cares about is taking he care. He sees himself as a servant. Yeah, and there's a journey ahead, and he's going to finish that journey no matter what. Yeah. He made a promise. I made yeah. a promise, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> a promise. I made a promise. Uh, so there's so many times where Frodo uh, succeeds and avoids failure because of Sam. Yeah. The biggest time I, I think about this is when uh, Gollum is starting to sway mm-hmm. Frodo, mm-hmm. and Frodo really does like get in his mind somehow that Sam's out to get him or messing things up. Yeah. Um, and Sam doesn't stop. He just keeps going and he stays, you know, he's always there with him as a shadow right. to protect him. Yeah. To protect him from himself, really. Yeah. And the part in the movie where he turns around and goes back, uh, that's made up. He doesn't do that in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Does not do that in the book. <laughs> uh, which is better because he would never leave Frodo, no matter what Frodo said. He would just follow at a distance. Uh, and then the biggest, biggest one is where he has to take the ring. He thinks Frodo's dead. And he doesn't just, there's a part of him that wants to just stay and, and die over Frodo's body. Just yeah. let the orcs come and kill him. This is after Shelob's lair and all that stuff. And, uh, and Frodo's been stung by Shelob. And, uh, and he looks dead. So he you know, mourns him for as long as he can. And then he realizes, I have to finish this quest. Yeah. And he takes the ring. He takes uh, the knife sting. sting. Yep. And, and he takes, um, 
maybe his armor or something. I don't know. Um, but then he goes to finish the quest on his own. And then later he realizes that Frodo's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a, a great quote. I love this quote. He says, come Mr. Frodo. He cried. I can't carry it for you. You may remember this from the movie, but I can carry you and it is well. So up you get, come on, Mr. Frodo, dear Sam will give you a ride. Just tell him where to go and he'll go. Yep. And that's at the very end when he's carrying them and he's there at the foot of Mount Doom and that he cannot go any further. Frodo's done. Right. And he's going to, he's, he could just take the ring off. Right. And, and go, go himself, throw it and then come back and get Frodo. He is going to, he's started this quest with Frodo and he's going to finish it with Frodo. Yeah. And, and both, Frodo won't let him take the and ring. And if they both go in that, the, the, you know, the volcano and die together, that's where they're going to go. That's right. As friends. Um, the next one there, uh, Frodo says, go back, Sam. I'm going to Morto alone. <laughs> and Sam says, of course you are. I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. I love it's that. I'm going he, alone. Of course you are. You, and I'm coming with you. It's when he marches out into the river. Uh, Frodo's trying to leave with all the boats. Yeah. Or with with one boat. He's trying yeah. to sneak away from the company uh, just before Boromir He's going to drown. Dies. He realizes they can't swim. <laughs> yep. And, but, but Sam's going to go with Frodo, even if it kills him. Literally. Yeah. So he, he uh, marches out there. And then Sam, this is a famous quote. Sam says, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for so sam's this uh beacon of light this beacon of hope mm-hmm. even in the darkest yeah moments and, and kind of most in the darkest moments when frodo has given up uh sam, sam offers him, the brave yeah he gets words of encouragement yeah you want to read the next quote Beautiful. there i love reading i shall have to go but and here frodo looked hard at sam if you really care about me you will have to keep that dead secret See, if you don't, if you even breathe a word of what you've heard here, then I hope Gandalf will turn you into a spotted toad and fill the garden full of grass snakes. And the next part, Sam fell on his knees trembling. Get up, Sam, said Gandalf. I have thought of something better than that. Something to keep you quiet and punish you properly for listening. You shall go away with Mr. Frodo. Me, sir, cried Sam, springing up like a dog invited for a walk. (laughs) Me go and see elves and all? Hooray, he shouted, and then burst into tears. I love Sam. <laughs> I love Sam. Uh, but Sam is just the just a great friend. And if you've known true friendship, if you've known somebody like Sam who is, uh, you know, it says burst springing up like a dog, but he's like an obedient servant friend who will do mm-hmm. anything for you. He's just got a heart for service. Yeah. Um, and he sees the greatest thing on earth would be to go to right. Mordor. Right. With, with his best friend. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know that at this part, but yeah. that's where it ends up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sam just... He's not just a servant. He loves Frodo. Um, and we've, uh, we were talking about, we, we don't have quotes from it, but we were talking about yeah. uh, C.S. Lewis's The Four Loves. And uh, Lewis has a whole section on philia, which is brotherly love. And he laments, uh, and this is back, you know, in Lewis's time. So it's the 40s, right? Um, in 1940s, he's lamenting the loss of the ability for men to express filial love, yeah. which is this brotherly love. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here we are coming close to a century later and it's not gotten better. Uh, yeah. And, and that's why it sounds so weird to say Frodo just loved Sam so much. Like what a weird thing for that to sound weird. Yeah. For some dude to love some other dude. And, and we, we have to make that something you know, strange. There's, there's also another moment though too. And you watch it in the movie and it doesn't, it doesn't translate, mm. um, as weird or anything, but when Boromir is getting shot by the arrows and he's dying mm. and Aragorn's over him and he kisses him. Yeah. I believe. And he says, my captain, I would have gone with you to the very fires of Mount Doom, my yeah. captain. Or and that looks majestic and yeah, beautiful. It's this wonderful, beautiful moment. Right. Uh, and he kisses him and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, but now, but that I, I watched it and I cried. Yeah. I had tears in my eyes. Cause I, 
Because our deepest longing is for something like that, where we can be a brotherhood, a band of brothers. Yeah. You know, think about that show, Band of Brothers. My word, right? Men who fought and died with each other and relied on each other for everything. Yeah, you know. Um, so when I, this immediately jumped out to me as we think about this from the Bible, we think of I think of Jonathan and David, mm-hmm. because you read this, and if you put it in our context. Just to say it, frankly, it seems like this homosexual relationship, some people would think. Yeah, I think some people try to twist the scripture to make that. I think you're exactly right. But if you but if you read it in the the context of its day, this is not that at all. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean he's married David's married to his sister, Mikel or Michael or whatever, however you're gonna say it. Right. They just love each other. They love each other. And they they make a almost a covenant with each other. It you know, it says Jonathan loved him as his very soul that day. Yeah. Let me let me read that real quick. Please do. Uh, so this is from First Samuel. It's in chapter 20. I'm doing this on the fly, so this might not be the right spot. But if I am still alive, show me the steadfast love of the Lord that I may not die. And do not cut off your steadfast love from my house f- forever when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. And Jonathan made a covenant of, with the house of David, saying, May the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. And Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine... In our day and age, if you made a movie mm-hmm. about that, the direct, I mean, what would they do with it? It would just automatically be a gay thing. Yeah, they would have yeah. to, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, we can't just have friendship like that anymore Yeah, because we've lost that idea that we could love somebody as our own soul. Uh, you know, we're going to read the verse coming up where there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm. And you think about brothers being so tight, like twin brothers or just any, you know, even brothers have this bond. Uh, but there's a friend that could be closer than that. Yeah. Even and closer. That that's an example of the poison in our society where everything Sin. about love yeah. is sexual. Yeah. That's why everything has to be sexual because we do love people. So now it's like, oh well, I'm open to anything because I love people. Like, uh well, like yeah. you can be in a covenant relationship uh that that reserves your sexual experiences for this one person and still love other people. Yeah. You just like love is not tied to sex. Yeah. So stop acting like it is. It's yeah. not tied. Yeah. It's just, it's a, when you read Jonathan and David, it's beautiful. It's absolutely awesome uh, that, that Jonathan would go against his own father. Mm-hmm. And it, because he realizes what's happening here, this is the Lord's anointed. David's the Lord's anointed now. He's rejected Saul. And, and Jonathan's going to do what's right. He's going to go. And so he makes his covenant. He says, Would you remember my son Mephibosheth? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Mephibosheth. Man, <laughs> Mephibosheth. say that three times fast. <laughs> Mephibosheth. Uh, and David does. And he protects him. Yeah. And he gives him land, and, and so that's the one part of Saul's family he does not cut off. Hmm. Um, but you can imagine how crazy that is that he would go against his own father. So as as an example of the gospel, this is what I came away with. Jonathan is, a, as a son of the king, next in line for the throne. The throne belonged to Jonathan. That's right. And he gives up all of that for David, right? right? He lays down his kingship in order to mediate on behalf of the one under the king's wrath. Saul's wrath placed on David for sinful reasons, but God's wrath is placed on us for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, so so da- Jonathan acts as the son who set aside his standing with his father to intercede on behalf of the one under his father's wrath. And it teaches us about the son, Jesus, who set aside his standing with his father to intercede on behalf of the one under his father's wrath yep. for righteous reasons. Yep. Right. So I see the gospel in this picture where Jesus is, you know, Jesus is now our friend. Uh, who who sets aside um, his own life to save our lives? Yeah, right. Dies on the cross, uh, fulfills all the righteous requirements of the law on our behalf. Dies in our place. Takes takes our literal sin. Right. Dies. You know. Dies in our place. And and 
atones for as a sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, so it's this beautiful picture of the friendship that Christ has for us, mm. where He's knit His very soul with us. Right. We are we are united to Christ in such a way that that when God looks at us, He sees His Son's righteousness. Right. Mm. I mean, it's just this mystical union, this beautiful thing. Yeah. That God's uh, done through His Son through through Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, so the next part there it says, can can we approach God as friend? What does that even look like? Can you read that verse? Yep. So Proverbs eighteen twenty four, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I um I was the best man of my for my friend Nick, and I did a speech, and it was a beautiful speech, one of the best speeches. <laughs> Listen, I know good speeches. It was a beautiful speech, and I gave this speech, and the people were crying. Let's be real, okay? It was beautiful. Of course, you're an older. Uh, yeah, you know, and and I quoted this because the the truth of it is, my buddy Nick and I, we've grown up together, know each other for ten plus years, whatever. And I was his best man, and I never had a brother. And for for all those years, Nick was my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had a brother. I had a sister, and that's great, but I needed a brother. I needed something like that. And so you know. I quoted that, and it's true. It's a very true statement that you can have a friend who is like a brother to you, right, who admits to your soul. The next one there is John 15, 13 through 7. This is so good. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in the father name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. And so Jesus doesn't call us servants. He calls us friends. Yeah. So can we approach God as a friend? Yeah. 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 Through our faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. We can absolutely approach God uh, as a friend, uh, not as slaves, Right. I, I think about that. People always say, oh, Christianity is just a bunch of rules. You're just a bunch of slaves, you know, mm-hmm. uh, robotic, whatever, blah, blah. And I say, no, not not slaves, sons. Yeah. Right. Sons who do what the father commands because we're good sons. Mm-hmm. We want to be good children. We want to be good sisters and, you know, chil- you know, just good children. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Jesus would call us, son, you know, friends, mm-hmm. that's wild. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, the next verse there. Exodus 33 says, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that was a special relationship for that time. Uh, But it's also, it's accessible to us now uh, through the sacrifice of Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We've got uh, this Trinitarian nature to our relationship with Christ where we are being brought in to the relationship uh, that the that the Trinity, Trinity has with one another. Yeah. Proverbs twenty two eleven says, He who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious will have the, the king as his friend. Uh, I've been, I'm taking a class with Ligon Duncan right now in seminary. I'm taking uh, covenant theology. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about covenant, how God is a covenantal God and just what that means. And he's going through all the covenants, and it's just so beautiful reading the, the Bible through, cov- through covenant as, you know, as a hermeneutic. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how God makes a covenant, which is a bond made in blood, sovereignly administered by God, right? And the idea of covenant is that he is making an oath with his people. Yeah. And nowhere else, nowhere else, like you, you can have covenants in, in, in Eastern times and all this stuff, you know, uh, back, in, back in the day, okay, back in the day, they had this in extra literature, okay? So other cultures apart from Jewish people, they had covenants. They understood that language. Well, if you come to the Bible, you see God 
our deity, right? The deity of the Jewish people making a covenant with people. No gods made covenants with people. Right. Yeah. And yet God, Yahweh, is a covenantal God. Yeah. And he even gives us the name Yahweh, which is a covenantal name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the really cool thing is in the Old Testament, you can read, in the, even in the book of Genesis, Satan doesn't call God Yahweh. Because he can't. He doesn't know God covenantally like we know God covenantally. It's just amazing. But the, the point I'm getting to here is uh, God makes a covenant and he remembers his covenant with his people. Mm-hmm. And so the friendship that we have with God is not something that is like trivial. We're not just talking about some trivial friend who forgets or does things. Like that. We're talking about a God who makes a covenant with his people, a bond made in blood with his people. The, blood, the bond made in blood was Jesus Christ on the cross. And through that blood shed on the cross, we are now called friends yeah. of God. Yeah. And he'll never forget that. He can't forget it. He made, the, he made the oath. He made the covenant in his own son's blood uh, by his own name, right? And he cannot swear by anything higher. Yeah. So he'll never break it. Yeah. And that is such an encouragement. Uh, the one little example that, that Ligon Duncan gives is that the, he, there's this, this covenant made between Joshua and the Gibeonites, and they kind of tricked them into making the covenant. Mm-hmm. But then 400 years later, Saul, uh, there's this famine coming on the Jewish people. And David goes, Lord, why is this famine coming on? And he says, because Saul persecuted the Gibeonites. Right. 400 years later. Yeah. God didn't forget. Yeah. But everybody else forgot. And it, wasn't a, co- and it wasn't a covenant that uh, God told told no, them it, to make with the no, Gibeonites. It wasn't even a righteous one, but right. they had made a promise and they made a covenant. And so if God is that serious about a covenant that was they were tricked into, mm-hmm. think about the covenant he makes with his people. Right. We're called God, you know, children of Abraham. Think mm-hmm. about the covenant he makes with his people through the blood of his own son. And how seriously he takes that. Dead serious. Yeah. Dead serious. And so when he when Jesus says, I no longer call you, call you servants, I call you friends, that is serious. That's not trivial. Yeah. Jesus is the brother of that's that is closer than any like, you know he's the friend that's closer than any brother he is jesus our brother you know kind and good mm-hmm. uh, it's just wonderful absolutely wonderful uh, i'm going to read one more section yeah. uh, from jonathan and david uh, so this is uh david's lament uh, saul and jonathan die in battle um the first the first uh, part of this lament is about saul so i'll pick up it in the middle he says how the mighty have fallen in the midst of the battle jonathan lies slain on your high places i am distressed for you my brother jonathan Very pleasant have you been to me. Your love to me was extraordinary, surpassing the love of women. How the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war have perished. So it's easy for us in American eyes to read that and go, wait a minute, surpassing the love of women? Yeah. This must be a homosexual thing. Um, Yeah, you're just missing it. Like there's another level to the friendship available between brothers uh, that women can't understand. And sisters with sisters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's... There's something that's available. So if there's a call to action in this episode for me, it would be like, you know who your friends are. Take those relationships seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It would be uh, take those relationships super seriously. If you're not a good friend and you know if you are or not, Uh, if you're not a good friend or if you want to be a better friend, start scheduling that time. Like if, you know, you've got a friend that, you know, they're your friend and you're theirs, uh, but you guys only talk once a month. Start seeing if you can make a, a Thursday afternoon phone call and just see yeah. how they're doing. Yeah. And take that seriously. Set, a, set an alarm on your phone. Thursday afternoons, I call so-and-so. Call buddy. Uh, it's, it's worth doing like this. The idea that uh, you can have a consumer relationship and hope for it to end up deep, it's just not going to happen unless tragedy <laughs> brings it. Yeah. Uh, so don't wait for that. You, you guys can, can do life together, like we always say, for real and, yeah. and make that important. It's awful to show up to a funeral and say, I hate that this is what brought us together. 
Yeah. It's awful. You yeah. don't want that. The last thing I'm going to say, this is really, really cool. Uh, friendship is eternal. Yeah. So there's always discussions about, uh, will there be marriage in heaven? Will I still be married? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, I think that's, I think, I think I'll still look at my wife and know who she is. Right. I think, I think, I don't know why that would be meaningless our marriage covenant to each other. Hmm. I don't think, I don't know why it would be meaningless, but there's obviously not sex in heaven and stuff like that. But the thing that's just beginning is my wife and I's friendship. Yeah. So my wife and I will be friends forever mm-hmm. for all eternity. Jeremy and I will have eternal friendship. So our friendship that we're having on earth is just a, a you know, it's a faint glimpse of what the friendship we're going to have in heaven. Yeah. Uh, so the friendships on earth are super important. We pour so much time into you know, our marriages and just idolizing our marriages and our families. And that's, you know, our marriages and families are great, but if you're not a friend with your wife, if you're not friends with, you know, friendship is eternal. Mm. Like that's going to go on forever. Yeah. Um, so think about that. Like if you're going into marriage and you're thinking, Oh, it's just going to be all about sex and getting, you know, doing these things or whatever. And it's not, man, you're, you're in it for the wrong thing. That's not what God intended. Right. Um, so your, your marriage and your kids, like everything you do is meant to glorify God and to point others to Christ. Yeah. And that's what your marriage is for. It's not about you. It's not about your wife. It's about mirroring the marriage relationship we have with Christ. Um, so same yep. thing with friendships. So let people look at your friendships and go, man, that, that, those guys, I wish I had that. I wish I had what those two Swedish guys have where they cut <laughs> each other's food. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, but, but man, I, I want a friend like Jesus. Like how, how could I be friends with the creator of the universe and he would call me friend like, wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you can do that through believing in him. And like always, we've just barely touched the surface of this, the surface of this. Uh, so dig in more, uh, be reading your Bible every day. Call your friend, be praying. This stuff matters. Yep. Absolutely. Dig in. Thanks so much for listening to the nerd gospel podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode on Lord of the Rings, man. We love talking about Lord of the Rings. It's so much fun. We want to keep doing it. We'll probably keep highlighting little things here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have black Panther coming up. Like we said, it's going to be a week off just because we're so busy. Uh, But we're also going to give you an an extra week to not to avoid spoilers. So So there you go. Go see it. Go, go give those hardworking individuals your money. Yeah. Marvel. Marvel's done a good job. Well done, Marvel. (laughs) You know, unless you're a DC fanboy, you're like, <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Yeah, this transactional away. relationship has satisfied me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead. Nice warm bed. You just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got.